0: Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the forty eighth state, This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy 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 Thursday.
1: All right, happy Thursday. Yesterday, Senator Kirsten Cinema told us this about the border.
0: There is no real workable plan in place.
1: Okay. So she knows more than a lot of people. Why? Because she was in those meetings yesterday. All right, now into the president of the United States who's been a total zero on the border. Um in kind. It is being kind. He's well, got to- he does have the vice president at it work, and in this moment in time of the time that this moment is in, I, I know there is a time that we should seize time. That is exactly what she said yesterday, and we're still trying to figure it out. Uh, you ready for the Biden plan? Cinema yeah. said he didn't have one. I tend to believe her. I'm not sure this is much of a plan. So here's the deal. Cinema told us there are, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people waiting on the other side of the border, and they're waiting to come in on May 11th. May 11th, we see Title 42 go away. There's the Trump policy. The CDC policy said, hey, listen, we're in a pandemic. You're trying to claim asylum? Uh-uh, we can't let you in. Turn you right around. Go back. Uh, that's gone on May 11th. And apparently, we're going to have quite a surge. Yeah. Maybe w- like we've never seen before. And Cinema says no plan. Biden says, I've got a plan. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. This is what the Biden administration said earlier today they want to establish immigration process- processing centers. All right. But they don't want it here. They want to do it throughout Latin America. Yeah. So let's say uh, they in Guatemala. Uh, The United States is going to go and set up a processing center. And that is where they want people to come. If you would like to claim asylum into the United States, don't come to our border. Uh, Maybe don't even use that new app. It's a pre-entry. It it is a pre-entry, correct. Before you start your your final descent to the United States of America. Instead of walking or driving or getting someone to take you, you stay put where you are. In whatever country you're in, and we'll come to you. Yeah, never going to happen
2: in a way. You want to know why? Sure. Because if you're there and they tell you, nope, you're not going to qualify, well, you're not in the United States of America. If you come here, we're going to release you in the United States of America, and you may never see, it may be a decade before you see uh, a
1: courtroom to talk about this. Which one would you rather do? I got to tell you, uh, I don't love the plan, obviously, but I might try this first. You might, wouldn't try it. No, I'm just saying I might try this first. I'm going to stay put in my home country. I'm going to go and claim asylum, and if they accept it, I'm in good I'm in good hands. Except, I might get in. And if I don't, well then I'll just go the other way and do it. Well, here's so, the
2: thing though. They're going to have your name and already have seen. They're going to pass that on to 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 US Customs well, and in. in. Yeah, well, then see it's I just think people are going to cruise on
1: over here. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. All right. I I know this sounds like a crazy question, but we don't just let everybody in who claims asylum. We can't just let we, we can't, let everybody in. We can't let a hundred percent of the people in. For the so most if, part, we so let and minus the forced countries right now. Right. So if I'm from Colombia and I go to, in. and I go to our border and I say, "Listen, I'm claiming asylum." I've got to prove it one way or another. But
2: you don't have to prove it right there. You have to give them the story that you want them to hear right there that says, all right, cool, you can come on in. And then once you're in here for, you know, there's no reason to turn them away now because Title 42 is gone. So now what? Well, we'll see you in court.
1: Which could be eight to ten years. Yeah. And then you're already here.
2: You're already here. You might be married. You might have kids. It's, it's, well, that's the you, lo- you've,
1: you've now anchored yourself in other countries. That's the loophole that cinema is trying to close yeah. with the asylum situation. So the Biden administration says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put processing centers throughout Latin America, and it'll help slow down the number of migrants coming to the U.S.
2: And it's really also supposed to help our people on at the border of course not have to contend with so many people but coming if, across. if that's what
1: happens isn't that good well it would be great if it happens but uh-huh. if i'm
2: a person who's coming here i'm thinking to myself getting to america is what i'm going to do anyways i'd rather get to america and take my shot there than stay right here
1: so it's almost like if you're in we'll just use Colombia again and we set up a state a, a center there don't go they won't go. It's like asking people who are already here in the United States, uh, either illegally or what have you, can you please self deport? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. I just think most people are going to head straight here. All right. Economy. Topper. Uh, uh, it's not good. No, no. Mm-hmm. So 2.6 first quarter. They expected two, right around two for the growth. It was 1.1. Uh, so they the GDP to. is coming down, yeah, and it is coming down. Close I think zero. In a
1: way mm. close to zero, and in negative territory, you get two of those negative numbers in in quarters you're in officially in a recession so we're at 1.1? you
2: decide that they change the rules on that they which could. we did
1: last time. And it's an election year next yeah. year too so, so they could.
2: we are, there's no doubt the slowdown is here. Inflation is taking its toll. People are worrying about their jobs and that's what the Fed wants. They want us to worry about jobs because if we worry about jobs we change our spending habits. If we change our spending habits we take the pressure off the inflationary environment that we're in. Meaning you know there's no pressure there. All all of a sudden, inflation goes from eight or 10, where you, wherever you are, down to four, maybe down to three. I I don't know if two, but it's going to take a while. And more and more economists are saying that's that that whole we're going to land and just kind of mutter mm. along and then take off again. Mm. It feels more like uh, one of our, you know, landing gears doesn't work and this thing's going to hit the ground much harder.
1: I, I don't know if anybody can predict how bad it's going to be or how light it is. Uh, but I think, you know, you make a good point. We had uh, inflation, at a 40 year high. And I know that, that many of you were watching your spending, <laughs> but also many of you were spending like crazy. Yeah, watching you spend more money than you probably right. thought you were going to. Right. So, inflation really did, it, well, spending really didn't slow. People were still spending money. And the Fed is like, we can't have that. Uh, so I think you're right. I think you nailed nailed it on the head. The only time maybe that you really, really stop spending money or slow spending money is if you think you're going to get fired. Yep. And now we're at that point. And we're at I, that point. Remember, we want uh,
2: the Fed would like to see 5% unemployment. Well, that's going to take a while to get to, right. uh, which means probably 2 to 3 million jobs lost at that point. They will think, okay, we should be right around the area that we need for inflation to be, you know, okay. That's still very, pretty decent when it comes to unemployment. So it's not going to be this massive. We're up at 10 or 12%. But you look at the other side of it. We've already had rates so low. They're probably going to raise rates next week. And what usually helps us jumpstart out of uh, the recession into an economy that's booming. Is interest rates much higher? People start to drop those rates, and all of a sudden, people go out and they start spending money because it becomes more easily to obtain. You could take money out of your house. People are sitting at 3% with your, you know, 3.2%.
1: When it comes to your uh, house loan and stuff, you're not going to take out money if it's at 7%. i will tell you, the new roaring 20s are awful. We started with COVID in 2020. We're going to get a recession this year, I'm guessing. yeah. I mean, I think if you if you look at all the you know, the, I know the tech industry shed some jobs, but now it's moving to a lot of other different industries, and uh, it's been a oh, it's been rough. It's it, it has I been. I think it's about to get much really bumpier. rough.
2: The, the question that might help us is, is it going to be one of those things where it's rough over here for three months in this sector, but then it gets stronger in other sectors, then maybe they get rough and that one picks up as that rolling recession as opposed to a great recession like, like we
1: saw. 2008. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Score the hottest ticket in town. Hot. Suns playoff tickets. Big time. ticket to 411923. Mug to Nug. Register. Listen for your name starting uh, next Wednesday. During the 7 a.m., 11 a.m., and 4 p.m. hours. Trying to read this is like driving with a bunch of potholes on the street. You're the pothole.
2: Mug the nug.
1: Are you spraying your throat again? I am. because you, your My dulcet to tones. Okay. All right. It's getting much better. Uh, text. <laughs> Ticket to four one one nine two three. Mug the nug. All right. All right. I got mug the nug. I just want to make sure that we mug the nug. Yeah. That's who we're playing, right? We are playing the Nuggets. That oh, is correct. Fantastic. That is we correct.
2: only should play teams that Zizor's written songs for, whatever his name was Zancor.
1: Zanzor, I think. He-Man, whatever his name is. <laughs> Coming up next. Uh, Jerry Springer's dead. Oh good. Hey, was his TV show just some good old fun, or did he ruin television? Rune! Rune, I say. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos and Chad show afternoons. All right, Jerry Springer's dead. Pancreatic cancer. 79. Is that what he had? Yep. That's awful. Yeah. That, that'll kill you fast, unfortunately. Um, what did he mean to television? He's got to go down as one of the, you know, if you want to, the show was, it was insane. It was. It was insanity at its best. Uh, but a lot of people would, 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 they would watch it and they wouldn't tell you that they watched it. Like you know, it, it started in ni- in the 1990s, but I think you made a good point earlier. I mean, this is like you know, he would have been even bigger now if yeah. he did the show because He's pre-internet, all those little clips about 15 seconds could be on all the reels and TikTok oh, and all yeah. that stuff, and people would watch it and be like, "This is a nightmare." Look at well, well, let's give you an example.
0: Man, I wanted to bring you on this show to tell you that uh, I've been messing with your girl, T.T. I've
1: been messing with your girl, T.T. I hate when you mess with a girl, T.T. How much you want to bet that T.T.'s coming out? I think so.
2: We'll ask oh! oh! Here's T.T. Oh, there it is! I'm looking at some of the best. You're married, I Married a Horse was great. <laughs> How about this one? You guys may not remember this one, but uh, I'm
1: happy I cut my legs off. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Yeah. A guy actually, there's also another one where he... A man cut off man, his manhood? Yeah, there's that too.
2: I broke the world sex record was another one. I married a horse. Uh,
1: Do you want to hear what happens to Titi? Of course. Uh-huh. How fast did, until they start fighting? I'm just, I'm asking. We have 16 seconds left in the clip. You think they're going to fight? Right yes, away. absolutely. They sh- Oh, crap. Oh, jeez. Now, I'm watching this. There's fisticuffs. I love how people are fighting, (laughs) and they just scream,
2: Jerry, Jerry. who's not fighting whatsoever. No, he's not. Here's my favorite one. I Um, live in a box. Yep. A man who just lives in a box. How big is the box, Chad? It's uh, not very big. He lives in a box. Is it like one of those tiny houses? Yeah. Uh so no it's not it's people
0: who didn't watch this show, you guys sure do remember a lot of the Well no, I'm looking
2: at the stuff. Mm. But I remember (laughs) I remember the cutting off the legs because I saw that person on HBO. Because they there are people that want to be amputees. And oh, I thought, my what? goodness. There are people that want to be amputees. They believe they're supposed to be amputees, so they'll pack themselves in dry ice. So it, oh it gives them frostbite. And then they, you know, because doctors won't cut it off. Do so, they
1: actually amputate
2: their own legs? Well, then what ends up happening is their legs become infected and they go into the hospital and, and then, then people they have, to, have to take oh off their legs. Gosh. Okay,
0: that's a mental problem. That's yeah. got to be. Is I mean, Well, uh, yes. Why uh, would you why? feel like you needed to have your legs cut off? I
1: just want to say something. Oh hold on a second. I missed out. I should have Can been I watching say, this show.
0: Uh,
2: why? why? Why is that a mental problem? Why shouldn't we cheer that on? We have all these other people who want to switch <laughs> sexes and do stuff. Why is that somehow a mental problem? Okay. If you want to lose your
0: legs, that's... I don't. Perfectly Becky, good legs, Be- that's Becky Lynn's like, I'm
1: not getting into <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> so, this guy that lived in a box... I'm not, ge- I'm not even touching that, right, Becky Lynn? Right. This guy that lived in
0: a box, his wife
2: left him. That's why he went to well, live in the box. Happened. And he said he wasn't coming out of the box until his wife came
1: back. Okay.
0: <laughs> Did she show up on the show? She was on the show. Oh, of course she was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, no, he was heartbroken. a no. fit in the box, he cut his little legs he off. He cut his so, legs I mean, off. I think it all worked for everybody. I spent it all on a hooker. All right, we'll move on. 72%. This is where Chad goes too far. Uh, 72%, Chad, of Americans think the U.S. is out of control. It's a CBS poll, but they break it down because we started this hour talking about the economy and how we're definitely going to hit a recession. GDP was 1.1%. Growth? Is that what it was? Yeah. Garbage. Okay, so we're going down the tubes slowly. 72% of Americans think. Basically, America's on fire. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. And what's the number one reason? Well, it's got to be politics, right? It's politics. Uh, I find that interesting. uh, uh, So you you got the state of politics, which is number one, a close second, the economy. And then you've got the cultural wars uh, that are going on. And And then you have Joe Biden. Yep. I don't, I would, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, but I also know. Why I'm saying this, how do you win? How do you win reelection if you're Joe Biden? If 70 percent of America doesn't want you in, if 70 percent of America think that America's out of control because of you, you've got an anchor tied to you in the vice president. But here's the thing. He's got a shot because if he takes on Donald Trump, he could win. He could (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing. It's possible. But, but if we're in a deeper recession and we've had
2: another million and a half, two million people cross the border. Looks worse. Yes. It, yeah. The, the, I think at some point in time, oh, yeah.
1: we, we, you, yeah. you just, you, you want to change, but do you want you need a change. But do you want to change from a man like Donald Trump? But here's the thing. People want go, do. you know what?
2: Take away COVID.
1: Things were pretty good. The economy were, was good. We weren't in, in any wars. Right. There wasn't any chaos. He, he was he was crazy. He was saying weird stuff. But America was healthy. Yeah. And in, in, in a way, I, I, I still think stirring the pot, stirring hate, that was all about Trump. But if you want to look at the economy, it was good. The economy was good. It was we, good. He
2: was trying to clamp down on the border, which is something this administration has no part in doing. We weren't in any wars we weren't we weren't we weren't sending billions of dollars to other places and we weren't i mean you could start going down the line mm. of things and say you know what uh, i'll take a little chaos for 250 gas and uh a, you know a decent economy
1: cuz the chaos hasn't gone anywhere yeah that's the other but, side of but it but here's the thing covid was one of the big reasons trump lost the election and now we're dealing with covid it's not the it's not the virus but the effects of COVID on the economy and everything else. Much
2: of what he said was, remember is, about the schools, the, the, closing the schools is bad. This is going to come back and hurt us. And everybody's like, no, you got to close the schools. Well, that turned out to be
1: Well, he did true. say school, close the schools at the beginning, just like Doug Deucey did. Yeah, because okay? why? Because. Well, because I don't know. They're in charge. They can make their own decisions. Well, I don't know. Well, you know. I, I mean, think it's like you're pointing to the, the, oh, they did so good. Nobody did good. Nobody did good. Trump was terrible. So was Ducey. So were Democrats. It's a guy in California. A guy was awful. Yeah, still is. He's still awful. All right, he wants to be president. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I'll, t- I'll
2: take Biden over him. I will.
1: Oh my goodness! In a heartbeat. All right. I and mean, speaking of heartbeats, please
2: just Ooh. keep that heartbeat oh, going. Gosh. He is one slip away. He is. I would. I right now I would
1: put a walk-in tub in that in the in White well, House. I think I take the tub out. <laughs> Holding up the headlines is next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. You're breaking news and traffic now. It's 3.30, and you know what that means? It's time for us to hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn, you have the headlines. Arizona's immigration crisis.
0: An Arizona border sheriff echoes comments made by Senator Kirsten Senema as Title 42 is set to expire. There's no plan in place to deal with an expected surge in illegal immigration. Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels tells Fox News that a meeting of border sheriffs with the federal government in Texas last week
1: produced nothing in the way of a plan.
2: No operational plan was shared with us because
1: I don't think there is one. Daniels says the Tucson border sector will be the second busiest in the country after Title 42 expires. As to when a plan to deal with the border crisis will be announced, Daniels says he doesn't expect one until the next presidential election. Jeff Munn, KTAR News.
0: Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news
2: while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories.
1: Now, Cinema told us yesterday there is no plan. Daniels is the saying there is no plan. Uh, the only plan that, that Chad, you and I talked about is it seems that Biden is going to set up the centers in um he's got a plan uh, just not here in America it's not here he's going to send set up centers in Venezuela and in Colombia and that kind of thing, and he's going to ask people come to the come to those centers, claim asylum and and that'll stop you from coming to our border
2: yeah yeah if if, if you fail to plan, plan to fail, and I think that is the is it better the, than nothing. Uh, n- no, because I don't don't think it's going to work. And we're taking, you know, I understand why you think, oh, this would sound great. If you tell people you have to apply here or else if you get to the border. We're going to turn you around immediately, but they're not doing that. They're just trying to take the pressure off. The people at the border are going to have to deal with this.
1: We're holding up the headlines. And With that, we'd like to uh, welcome Brittany Griner to the stage. Phoenix
0: Mercury star Brittany Griner addressed the media for the first time since her safe return from Russian detainment. She admits it was hard to not lose hope, but explains what got her through. Looking at photos of my family, that brought my hope back. Just being able to see their faces, that did it for me. In a moment where you kind of want to give up, you know, you look at the photos, and it, it kind of brings you back. You you know what you're waiting on. You're waiting to be back with your family. Griner thanked the community for their support in getting her home safely and now says she's ready to take the court once again.
1: Um, this, um, you I'm, think America? I'm ticked off about this, actually. She took no responsibility for what she did at this press conference. I'm sorry, but she's the one that brought what she brought to Russia. I don't think she should have been put in jail for it. And I even said, hey, who's the, who's the guy we traded for? Oh, a Boot, Victor Boot. Victor Boot, one of the worst of the worst. We traded Boot for, for Griner. I was all for that. But you have your first chance to speak, and you don't take responsibility for what you did. Okay? You, you did have that paraphernalia on you. Yeah. And they did put you in jail. And it, I believe it was wrong. But you didn't take any responsibility. No, and all the and not one member of the media down there said, "Do you take any responsibility for what happened?" No one brought the, that's it. Part up. of the media's fault. You yeah. got to ask the question. Yeah, how do you not bring that up? Yeah, I'm didn't. glad she's back. I don't want an American. We have plenty of Americans that we should get back. But she didn't take any responsibility. We got responsibility? a guy right now
2: that's in jail. There's a Wall Street Journal reporter that got snatched up, and every day it's uh, that guy's a long way away. Of uh, and it, they're 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 serious issues with spying and stuff. This was always she was always coming back, and again, didn't thank America. Did she thank America?
1: Thank Biden? But I she, don't know if she thanked America. Yeah. I don't, but I, I don't know. I didn't listen to the press conference. What I do know is she didn't talk about having any responsibility in what happened. Why should she? Well, she should. Show master. It, yeah. I, you want me to go down? I'm going to go down like next you. time. You and I both talked about we need to go these. Nobody knows how to ask a damn question in this place. Let's right. The go. entire media did not ask that question. You got 40, 40 because 50 it was a feel good story. It's a feel there.
2: good story, and they wanted it's to keep not it. Not a, feel a feel good, good story. story. That's
1: the way they wanted to keep All it. All right, we're holding up the headlines. <laughs>
0: Will the Cardinals do tonight in the NFL draft stay at pick number three or trade down. Arizona sports' Ron Wolfley looks into his crystal ball on the Mike Broomhead Show. I'd love to see the Arizona Cardinals move down to number four, collect some picks, some nice picks, and still get the guy they want, Will Anderson. That's the guy that I would love to see them get. The draft starts at 5 o'clock. You can hear draft coverage all day and night long on Arizona sports.
1: I don't have a good feeling. Yeah. You have the number three pick in the draft. You're going to get a good player if you stay at number three. A lot of people say you trade it because you need more. And they do. But I mean, I'm hearing that they're going to. Put the number 3 pick with DeAndre Hopkins and they're going to they're going to trade it away and then they're going to get the 12 pick and boy you're going to get several over, other picks along the get, way let's give away our best player our number 3 pick so we can get a 12 pick but you'll get other picks and it's Maybe. all about money remember
2: it's all about sliding into that cap uh but i think i, I, just I don't feel like it's
1: going to we're be. not going to be happy no cuz i think you know the trajectory of this team they're going to be the worst team in football they are this They're absolutely chance. going to be the worst team in football. There's a, there, there's a good chance this is going to be a really ugly year. I hope it's just not an ugly draft. It's track. a mess at the nest. Uh, that's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, uh, That's why they pay him what they do, Becky Lynn. You know what I'm saying? All right, every day at 3.30, we hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories. Brought to you by carolsthebuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. So here at KTAR, we have sent uh, Taylor Tassler down to the border. In Yuma, we're going to talk to the mayor of Yuma. He was with Cinema yesterday. Uh, let's see, Nichols, our buddy, he's coming up at five fifteen. I shouldn't say buddy because he's a politician. We don't really like politicians, but he's a good dude. Um, what is this red button that that these like the easy button? Migrants are supposed to push. This is like the what is this? The new thing in the middle of the desert? Push this red button. Why? We're going to find out uh, next from Taylor Tassler. Stick around. All right, we're keeping our eye on the border because May 11th, it could get messy.
0: Title you 42
1: think? is going to go away. It's not even could. It will get messy. Yesterday, we talked to Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema. She said no plan is in place. Uh, she was hanging out yesterday with the mayor of Yuma, Doug Nichols, who will join us at 515. Uh, is he worried his city's about to be overrun? Honestly, thousands and thousands of people waiting on the Mexico side, waiting months and months for Title 42 to go away. Uh, It is a big issue, and we're going to give you as much uh, in-depth coverage as we possibly can. Actually, earlier today, we we took you down to the border. Our very own uh, Taylor Tassler is there. And um, there's something that I saw on her Twitter feed that she posted. It was a picture. And here's... And here's how that went. Take a listen. You have a picture of a big red button and migrants are supposed to push it. Explain what it is and, and, and tell us why. Yes.
0: Yeah, so this is part of CBP's efforts to avoid, you know, migrant deaths
2: and when they're crossing to the U.S. because the desert can be so hot, like the terrain is just very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so this is stationed while they're doing that cross from Mexico to the U.S. And so if they don't have cell service, they're able to hit this button and then it'll send CBP agents to come
0: rescue them or assist them if they're dehydrated or it's in injured. in the middle
1: of the desert?
0: Yeah. So they're stationed throughout the desert so that they can get rescued
2: if they need to if they don't have the necessary resources.
1: Okay, that's uh, Taylor Tassler at the border. You know what? I didn't know about that. Maybe you did. I didn't know that we place panic buttons, yeah. and that's really what it is.
2: Well, because we don't, I mean, think about it as, from a humanitarian standpoint, we yeah. don't want any of these people to die. No. Think about it from a standpoint of the, the men and women who are out there coming across bodies as they do, I'm sure, you know, uh, a few times a month. And it's that's also a stressful thing. We've got to do a better way of doing this. But one of the better ways is how we help other nations who are falling apart, where we've in many cases probably stuck our nose in places we shouldn't have. And at the same time, the corruption down there, you know, you got to start blaming some of these other nations for not being able to keep a hold of their own people. But their people coming here is in many cases a huge part of their gross domestic product. They come here, they get a job, they work, they send money home.
1: A lot of times that's the case. Uh, but, you know, there are other times where they do spend money in this economy. Well, they do Some spend money here, but
2: a vast majority of, like, the, the repatriation of of the dollar going back to those countries is a huge part of, of what drives their economy.
1: I like the, that, that America will allow you to claim asylum. I like that. That's the country that we should be. But the law, there's a loophole. It's, it's been totally abused and wrecked. It's been and so it's, abused. There's no doubt. 100% agree with you. And Kirsten Sinema, the senator, uh, says that she wants, to, she wants to work on that specific part of it because you, you have to change it. You can't just have nobody can claim asylum because no. that's not really the country that we are. No. But my goodness, everybody's claiming asylum. It didn't used to be like that. Well, it's, and and remember, how asylum is supposed to work is the
2: first safe country you come to. Which would you're be s- Mexico. Or Mexico. Or if you're coming from, you've escaped, you know, uh, Ukraine or China or North Korea. Right. And you land and who you, you, you get to Sweden or Poland. You're supposed to claim asylum there. there. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to go, okay, I'm here. Now I'm going to go here. I'm going to travel through 12 other
1: countries and then arrive in the United States. Yeah. I mean, everybody does know we're the best country in the world. We I I mean, I think that we we all we all feel that we wouldn't live here if that's that's how we didn't feel. But, you know, just to let everybody in is just insane. It is. It's insane. I mean, if you want to talk about how, you know, how bad Trump was with, you know, ripping kids out of their their families arms and that was awful. It was horrendous. But we're not talking but, about the fact that we're missing. Joe Biden's letting everybody in. and Tons you know of
2: kids under Joe Biden. That that's just not lost. right either. They can't find them. No, that's not right either. We, we have failed, and we also rang the dinner bell. And I said it that night on his the first debate mm-hmm. when he said, I'm going to send uh, within the first 100 days. We're going to give everybody an opportunity for asylum and then a path to citizenship. I just said, you rang the dinner bell yeah. right there. You told everybody, come on in.
1: Yeah, I know. So May 11th is a big date. Uh, and we'll get more from the border uh, later in the show from uh, Taylor Tassler. Uh, Kados. Yes. The hubris of a man in California mm.
2: is amazing. Mm. And there's a guy who for several years practiced medicine. He was not a doctor. Oh. And he had an office. He dealt with insurance companies. He treated people with cancer. What? He did all of the things. He got... And I, first of all, again, I don't, did nobody Google? Uh, Secondly, how do you, I could, the thought of how you have the guts to do that, because you would have to have no friends from before in your life, because somebody's going to know, like, I'm going to go, Pablo, you're not a doctor. (laughs)
1: You'd have to go to a town you've never been in before, and nobody knows you. Nobody there. knows you. And he's a fake doctor. Fake us th- Several years in oh California. Oh, gosh. A fake doctor, and he. Hey, tell everybody his name. Uh,
2: well, <laughs> this is a great thing. Right. Stefan Gavorkian. Gavorkian. Not like. Not Kavorkian. Kavorkian. But Gavorkian. And they caught him because somebody thought ah, he doesn't seem right. So they sent a fake patient in there, <gasps> and they gave him elevated numbers in certain things, and he didn't seem to think it was too big of a deal, which it should have rang alarm. What is he everywhere. a psychopath? I mean, what is? I don't know what. The what does he is. get
1: from being a fake doctor? Well, he probably got prestige and
2: respect and all money, the he, money and things like that.
1: To, didn't, wasn't smart to be enough to be a doctor? Better parking space? Maybe he just didn't want to go through oh school to have the money. Goodness. I
2: just thought how do you give up everything in the world you know and set up somewhere else because you're not going home at night pretending to be a fake doctor See, with people who know you
1: As the hypochondriac i'm wondering like is your doctor I'm, I'm gonna go and check all my doctors out now it's a smart thing. eighth time and, and a ninth time <laughs> all right coming up next should you be worried about losing your job stick around